What's up, Video Landers? I'm your host, Mr. Miggity Miggity Mac, and with me tonight is the person I'd share my apartment key with, Dr. Diamond Doug. Triple D! Quick reminder, you can find us on AdventuresInVideoLand.com or at Facebook at Adventures in Video Land. We are Critics with Attitude. In many of the AV podcasts, you'll hear some bad language... You know, that's not really our style, so we'll try to keep it, what do you think? PG-13. Yeah, just mild language, some artful nudity, and a hint of misogyny. Also, spoiler alert, if you don't want tonight's movie ruined, pause the episode, watch the movie, and come back later. With that said, tonight we'll be talking about Pantheon nomination number two, Billy Wilder's 1960 romantic comedy, in air quotes, The Apartment. Nominated by Kyle Brown with guest voter, Dr. Diamond Doug. That is correct. Before we get to that, Doug, let's talk about Pantheon. What is Pantheon? Sure, Pantheon refers to movies that hit on all cylinders. Uh, acting, directing, script, score, cinematography, special effects. Some have referred to it as essential viewing. Mm -hmm. If it is a movie that is representative of a genre, it is the best of its kind. The best 80s rock and roll mishmash. Yep, yep, yep. The best documentary, which we'll get back to here in just a little bit, as a matter yeah, of fact. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the way that the, the Pantheon works here at Adventures in Videoland is that there's a council of nine individuals who then, one of them nominates a movie, the rest watch the movie, do a 500-word write-up, and vote yes or no if they think it should be in Pantheon. Entered in into the halls. Yeah. In addition to that, you've got a guest voter, this time that's me. That's you. And then also you have the Facebook poll. So on Facebook, that we have a poll that uh, says, Would you, do you think that this movie is Pantheon? The the majority vote then counts as one vote. So the majority you, vote yes or no. Yeah, either way. So so then uh, the Facebook count, poll counts as one vote. So you have a vote, and then that's 11 total. And you have to get two-thirds majority, which is Math. seven votes out of the 11 yes. in order to get in. Right. So uh, just for example, this year started with Brad's nomination of the documentary. Actually, it was a documentary as a nomination, the very first nomination last year as well. With Dear Zachary. With Dear yep. Zachary. But this year, the documentary that was nominated, in this case by Brad, was Won't You Be My Neighbor. Out of 11 votes, uh, it got nine. So, welcome to Pantheon, Won't You Be My Neighbor. That's right. That is our newest entry into Pantheon. Uh, there were two no's on the council, actually. Matthew said it didn't move him to change the world. Uh, Matthew, not to just narrow down what you wrote, but just to, to subtitle a little bit. And Ryan, because he wanted more info on the darkness, the dark side yeah. of uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor and that whole story. All right, so a little foreplay here. Sure. Before we get started talking about uh, The Apartment, this 1960s, uh, movie, 1960 movie, Billy Wilder movie. Are you a fan of romantic comedies? Do you like them? You know, I do. Uh, I will occasionally like romantic comedies. They're not always my favorite. Mm. Uh, that there's, a, you know, I could think of like 
sleep uh, sleepless in Seattle, sure. or you've got mail. Yeah, maybe the proposal is the a good proposal, one. Proposal, like everybody, like the the notebook. Sure, um, I, I'm, more I'm, of a romance movie than a comedy, yeah. but there are funny elements there, and yes, uh, definitely. Yeah, uh, uh, I would, because of just my own predilection, throw Deadpool. In there as a romantic comedy. as a romantic comedy, and I would say Deadpool too. They really went more towards the romance side, if you ask me, yeah, more yeah. than just his romance. But sure, not, I'll say not always my favorite genre because sometimes right. it can get be it can get a little schmaltzy. Yeah, or uh, for myself, that I feel like the humor can kind of be a little bit lowbrow, okay. or it, it, you know, it's picking yeah, yeah. the low fruit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the low-hanging fruit. There yeah. was there was a year where there were two uh, movies that came out. One was uh, Friends with Benefits, and the other one, which was the almost the exact same storyline. For the life of me, I can't remember the name of it. They both came out in the same year. Romantic comedies about people who were just friends and decided, well, what the heck, we might as well sleep together too. Uh, Justin Timberlake started in one of them, and you know. Anyway, the point is, I felt like the the bit in that movie was already spent the minute. You read the title. Yeah. Like, the rest of the story was just predictable stuff that you would expect to happen. I think from, like, if, if I go back, uh, this falls in the genre of teen movie as well, but some kind of wonderful. It doesn't get as there much press as some of the other uh, the other go. big John Cusack type films. Sure. That, uh, or Can't Buy Me Love, but I liked, uh, I liked some kind of wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the one where he was trying to get a girl, but then the other girl was going to help right. him get her, but then right. she was the one. But then she oh was my the goodness. actual one. Yeah. You never would have guessed that he would have yeah. actually fallen in love with the first one, yeah. not the second one. And that was actually a play on Roxanne, yeah. uh, but with a female uh, helping and you know, the whole deal. All right, so how about if you were to pick, of all the romantic comedies you can think of, pick one and say, for this moment in time... It's the one at the top of my mind, the top, my favorite in the moment. What would you pick? <laughs> uh, I don't have one. In, in terms of I my, do. in terms of my own personal favorite, I, I, I do. I don't have one that stands out better than the rest. I do, and you'll know exactly why this one stands out more than bigger than the rest. But, but, but uh, the wedding singer for me. Yep. Not only was it a really fun romantic comedy, but it also plays into my 80s fetish. You know what? I take that back. The Wedding Singer is a great answer. It's a great answer. <laughs> and, and it, you know, it got some some bad press or whatever, but I actually think it's a great movie. My kids loved it growing up. They would watch that one. Uh, and then one that they used to refer to as uh, Wishing and Hoping, which was, uh, uh, oh shoot, the one, the, uh, the one with uh, a pretty woman who was Julia Roberts Roberts, who was trying not to let her best friend get married my best friend's wedding my best friend's wedding my younger daughter just called it wishing and hoping because that's the song that plays at the very beginning yeah Uh, but anyway those two movies uh, would play in our house on a regular basis and everyone in my whole family knew all the music all this we knew that we could recite the lines so so here's my question like are you asking me that because that you think that this movie that we're going to talk about today falls in that that uh, category of romantic comedy? I'm not. Comedy? I'm asking that question to compare the movie we're talking about today, The Apartment, to what we would generally classify 
as a yeah. romantic comedy. Some people have called the the apartment a romantic comedy, but yes. I, like it's hard to it's hard to put it into that genre. And I think we'll get to this in our conversation later, but none of the people who were acting in the movie referred to it as a comedy. Nope. Nope. Romantic drama. Yeah, even uh, Jack Lemon was, yeah. was was excited that he wasn't going to do a comedy. Yeah. yeah so. And he was was uh, eyebrows high that it was referred to as a comedy. All right, let's talk about the movie Facts here. Let's get to a little quick little synopsis. He was eyebrows high? You know what I mean? Like you asked, What? Someone said to him, this was classified no, no, as a comedy. No, no, that phrase, eyebrows high? Oh, I just made it up. Oh, okay. I was it like, is that in. an old-timey phrase yeah, right there, from, Mr. Uh, Back, back there from Well, I saw that young boy, and he was eyes high, I tell you. Eyes high. high. Eyebrows high, I he tell you. He was eyebrows high. Now, eyebrows couldn't have been any higher than they were. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like, I know. Kind of, yeah. One eyebrow up like comedy? Oh, anyway. Yeah. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. So some movie facts. Uh, 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 real quickly, a quick little synopsis. If you would just read the quick little synopsis off sure of Sure thing. The there. Apartment, uh, it's not rated uh, yet. It's kind of in the genre of... Dramedy. It's mm. a drama. It's got some comedic elements. Sure, some suicide, it romance. Uh, yeah, cheating suicide. on your wife. So funny. Uh, director Billy Wilder, screenplay Billy Wilder, with the help of I A L Izzy Diamond. Izzy Diamond. Produced by Billy Wilder. Uh, music by Adolf Deutsch. Uh, um, that was his second to last film that he ever he did. He's mostly a silent film guy. He started in silent films, yes. Uh, he also composed the background music for Oklahoma, did stuff for Maltese Falcon, and Some Like It Hot. Which makes the yeah. connection back yeah. to Billy Wilder. Cinematography by Joseph Lachelle, uh, who uh, had gotten uh, an Oscar in 1944 for the film Laura. I'm not f- familiar with that one. In theaters, June 30, 1960. Mm-hmm. Runtime of 125 minutes, so just a little bit over two hours. Uh, studio that produced it was the Mirish Company, who did a bunch of the Wilders films, in addition to the Pink Panther yeah, and Great, Great Escape, Escape, and distributed by United Artists. So it was starring Jack Lemmon, Shirley MacLaine, Fred McMurray of My Three Sons fame, and Jack Crucian. And uh, if you look at some of the other names that are in here, you've got... Uh, Ray Walston, uh, David Lewis, Hope Holiday, uh, Joan Shawley, Naomi Stevens, Johnny Seven, Joyce Jameson. The thing is, some of these names you hear their names, and you're like, I don't, I don't. But know it's got, but it's guy, that guy from yeah, the thing, that like girl from the thing. Ray Walston is from My Favorite Martian. Yes, yeah. uh, Fred McMurray is from uh, My Three Sons. That yep. it's got uh, some of these other people that you've seen around Absolutely. in different places as well. So the story is a man tries to rise in his company by letting his executives use his apartment for extramarital trysts. I added the extramarital part there. But complications and a romance of his own ensue. All right. So basically, Jack Lemon's character loans out his apartment to other people where they can uh, have little hookups. Yeah. They do the whole, uh, hey, you up, and then, you know, they go there. Yeah. All right. This was uh, this ratings wise. Uh, IMDb it's rated at eight point three out of ten, which by the way is the same as Saving Private Ryan. That is correct. Metacritic gave it a nine or ninety four. Universal acclaim. Uh, there there were only twenty one critics listed there, but it is an older movie, and it's not that surprising. There's only twenty one critics there. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a ninety four percent, ninety four percent audience score, and Google eighty nine percent. Liked it. What did some of the uh, What did some of the critics say? Sure, uh, where 
Uh, not too many critics thought it was a stinker. Uh, I would say that, but uh, uh, many of them really liked it. I, it would be very difficult for anyone, even at this point in time, uh, history time, to call the movie a stinker. You can disagree with the themes, and yeah. we'll get into all that stuff later on. But the movie itself, we'll find as we look, listen to the reviews, yeah. was widely approved, uh, 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 wide acclaim. So, uh, so Ebert has this on his list of movies that you should see. Gives it four out of four stars. Uh, and he says uh, of it, there's a melancholy gulf over the holidays between those who have some place to go and some pl- some and those who do not. This movie takes place between Christmas and New Year's. Mm-hmm. The apartment is so affecting partly because of that buried reason. It takes place on the shortest days of the year when dusk falls swiftly and the streets are cold. When after the office party, some people go home to their families and others go home to apartments where they haven't even bothered to put up a tree. On Christmas Eve, more than any other night of the year, the lonely person f- feels robbed of something that was there in childhood and isn't there anymore. That's sort of his uh, opening uh, foray into it. But he goes on and says the valuable element in Wilder is his adult sensibility. His characters can't take flight with formula plots because they are weighted down with the trials and responsibilities of working for a living. In many movies, the characters hardly even seem to have jobs, but in the apartment, they have to be reminded that they have anything else. So he mm. liked the realism mm. that this movie mm. had and portrayed. Yeah, it sounds like he's more focused on the relationships of the people who lived in the building and yep. and what was going on there as opposed to uh, the actual events in the apartment itself. Uh, Rotten Tomato reviews, uh, overwhelmingly was positive. There were, uh, there were four who didn't like it. Uh, Wanda Hale, the New York Daily News, uh, rated as fresh. Production and direction-wise, Wilder sustains his usual excellence, but his story is controversial, and I'm not one of those who can quite see the apartment as the great comedy drama he evidently intended it to be. So that's a bittersweet. It Uh, is. Like, it's rated as fresh, but it's a little bittersweet. I think she might be holding back. Yeah, yeah. Tim Brayton, alternate ending, as everybody knows, the alternate ending oh, uh, site yes. and magazine, oh, for yeah. sure, alternate says ending. Fresh, uh, a black-hearted satire, this smart, cutting, and hilarious uh, is good, even if it can't quite find a way out of its nihilism. <laughs> you know, I always read that word as nihilism, and I don't know why I know, I don't say it I that way. I say it either way. Like I don't it, say it that like way. Like Italian I, I or say, Italian. I say nihilism, nihilism, but in my mind it's You nihilism. say nihilism, I, I say, say nihilism. nihilism, let's get together. <laughs> yeah. All right. Dan Jardine of the Apollo Guide rated it as rotten. This cynical study of office politics and sexual mores by Billy Wilder, despite winning five Oscars from 1960, doesn't date well. Yeah. What could he be referring to? Yeah, maybe the misogyny. You think right? so? Now again, this is one of four yes. negative reviews that are in a yeah. pile of a positive A pile ones. of positives. Marianne Johansson of The Flick Philosopher gives it a rotten says it's impossible to feel sympathy for any of the apartment's characters. One thing I noticed as we, uh, as I flipped through some of the reviews, and some of the ones we'll talk about today, but but just the ones that are online, um, men rated this movie better than women, and women, uh, of those who rated it n- negatively or had negative things to say, it sounded like they were holding back to me. Now, I may be overlaying something there that they didn't write, 
Yeah. But it feels like that to me. So Sure. Anyway. Sure. Metacritic. Uh, Robbie Collin, The Telegraph, rated it as a 100. Wilder's intoxicating script co-written with I.L. Diamond flows like finest brandy. And Jack Lemmon and Shirley MacLaine shine as two essentially good souls trapped in a tangle of office politics. So the one mixed review that was with Metacritic was from Jonathan Rosenbaum, mm-hmm. and Metacritic rates his at a 40. That's their assessment of where it was. He's from Chicago Reader. Right. Said, I wouldn't call this 1960 picture of Billy Wilder's best comedies. It's drab, sappy, and overlong at 125 minutes. It is a little long, although Some Like It Hot was 121 minutes, and it's a very highly rated comedy, so... Yeah, Yeah. grain of of salt, I suppose. From the Hoi Polloi, the Metacritic reviews, uh, 8.5 out of 10 overall, uh, 102 positive, 5 mixed, and 5 negative. And that ratio of lots of positive, a mixed or two, and a few negatives pretty much holds throughout. I I can't remember if I changed those numbers. From last time, or no? Not. I think I, I, I think that is uh, those. That ratio sounds right to me. Maybe those aren't the exact numbers. So the, we'll these are the four. Okay. These are the four reviews that, that I could out. find. I got of you. users. Ah, okay. So uh, you read the first one. I'll read the second. You one. got it. So the lol rated it as a ten. The cinematography captures the entire cast beautifully, with minimal movement, abundant long takes, and sleek lack of visual clutter. All the principals are free to reveal their own best and worst impulses within an environment that is stripped of artifice. The end result is a film filled with great moments one can easily identify with. All right. And then uh, from Mm. Tope Chulo, who gives it an 8, says something that I think all of us can agree with. Uh, Tope Chulo says... Divertida comedia, Alan que nos tiende acostumbrados su director, un clásico del cine. Now translated, I just happen to speak Spanish, this, and it says a, this is a wonderful comedy, diverse that, comedy that we would expect the, from this director. That the expect that the director is expected to deliver a classic film. A classic film. So you says. Google tra- translated that as well. I speak Google Translator. <laughs> Gamal, Gamal one seventy eight. That, yeah, no spangle this time. No. So I guess we'll have to go, come on. Come on. That's not as fun. Yeah. Gave it a 10. Said, I love this movie. One of the best romances ever to hit the movie screen. A must-see for sure. And how about MG Loves Fun? Yeah, MG. Magnesium Loves Fun. Ma- Meg Loves Fun. Meg, maybe. Uh, gives it an 8. Says, while the plot is pretty questionable in places, a great performance from Jack Lemmon and an even better one from Shirley MacLaine combined with Wilder's sensitive direction lead to a really good film. Hmm. So those are the reviews that are out there in the world. So let's talk just for a quick second. Are there anything in those reviews that you're like, huh, yeah, I, I, that's not the movie I saw? No, I like if you take all of them together, that's the movie I saw. Yeah, so if I take them all together, I, I, I don't agree with who... They said gave the best performances, and they didn't mention the person that I thought gave the best performance. But we'll but, get there. But we'll get there eventually. All right. So uh, from AV, our Facebook comments and reviews. Uh, Zach, cheers to Captain No, Captain Zach Brown. No, Zach Brown. Zach Brown. Captain No, your logo is coming soon, my friend. All right. Zach says decent, worth a watch, but not Pantheon. In general, I'm not a fan of romantic comedies. 
That's good, Zach. This apparently isn't one. <laughs> but here's a list. <laughs> oh, we jest. <laughs> <laughs> but here's a list of the ones that are all better than the apartment off the top of my head in no particular order. When Harry met Sally. Bringing up baby. Jerry Maguire. It happened one night. Groundhog Day. Pretty woman. And my favorite, The Princess Bride. Admittedly, this one may be a different category or fit a different he category better. maybe swashbuckler. Possibly, but I say romantic comedy. Clear comedy, clearly romance. The Princess Bride, Zach, sits right there where it should be. Of, of the ones on his list, I'd say maybe half of them are Pantheon. That would include The Princess Bride. Uh, Council, here, listen to that uh, I'm sorry, I added that. Of the ones on my list, I'd say perhaps half of them are Pantheon, even though I'm not big on this particular genre. So as usual, I'll be leading Team uh, No on this nomination. Yeah, so which ones from the list does he want there? He is a guest voter, so I would tap know. into that for sure. Yeah. Bill Allen says, I'll ask this, and I thought this was a fun question, and mm-hmm. Brad had a conversation with him. Yeah, this one actually on inspired the whole thread. Is the Pantheon is the Pantheon more about quality of the the quality of the film, or is it about the importance or the cultural significance of the film? Because if it's quality, then there's there are quite a few rom coms that are qualitatively superior. If it's about importance to the medium, well, it, it, it was kind of the first movie to be recognized as rom com. Uh, sure, there were others before Breakfast at Tiffany's, Some Like It Hot, but The Apartment gets the credit as sort of the first of the genre. I mean, I'm not saying The Apartment is a bad movie. I just think its successors have done better. But as far as importance to the film, I believe it, it, it could deserve a spot. He's got a fair question and comment there. And yeah. if you guys, if you if listeners, if you want to go to Facebook, you'll find... This is underneath the poll, the thread for this question's under the poll. And they, they talked about it for quite a while. I think it was oh, a good dozen A similar discussion happened, I think, around the time of when Wizard of Oz came out. Mm. You know, like, is the do we look at the quality of the film or the importance of the film? Or, yeah. yeah. Right. So Scott uh, Herliska says, I just can't decide. It's great, but there is better Wilder and better Lemon. Now, there's already a Wilder movie sitting in Pantheon? Sunset Boulevard. Sunset Boulevard. Which had a fun and interesting history. It went up, uh, uh, it, it, it came up once and Nominated. then got, got denied yeah. and then came up again. It got rejected and the rules say that there's a period of time, sort of a waiting period, before a movie can be nominated again. It was nominated a second time and not even a backdoor as I understand, like and a straight up nomination. Yeah. And the council uh, looked and then that. said, yeah, it is. The council looked and said... Yes. All right. Let's talk about receipts. How did the movie do? This movie came out in 1960. Uh, as we said, it's 125 minutes. Uh, box office. It did 18.6 million. In fact, it was the number five grossing movie U.S. Uh, or domestic box office for 1960. International, another six million. It had a production budget of only three. So it was financially, it was a, a, a good run. Uh, we have a patented index that we use here on the Pantheon butts, Companion. Butts in Seats Index. The BSI. Trademark pendant. Anyway, the Butts in Seats Index. Uh, in 1960, the average ticket price was around four bits, about 51 cents. Four, bi- four bits. Is this is uh, according cents. to the list on Box Office Mojo. Box Office Mojo. So, doing a quick little math and carry the one, that means about 48.2 million people 
saw this movie in the theaters. Now, it was 1960. Don't recall the population of the U.S. in 1960. Probably around 200 million. That's a pretty significant number. That, that BSI, if I'm just looking at the numbers, is worldwide. Ah, global. That domestic, the BSI, would be just a, a, a hair 36. over 37 yeah. million. Yeah. So, yeah, so about yeah. 37 million domestic. US. Now, by comparison, uh, also 1960s, Psycho, uh, yeah. a movie that may very well be important to many of us. Uh, Psycho, 1960, U.S. box office of 32 million. It was the number two U.S. box office uh, draw for 1960. So same year, slightly higher on the list, uh, and but actually a lot higher on the dollars, but slightly higher on the yeah. list. Average ticket price again, 51 cents. Means that it had approximately 62, 62 64, 60, yeah, 3 yeah, million 63. people that actually went to see Psycho. So I can tell you, I saw Psycho, but not obviously 1960. I would have only been four years old. I saw Psycho in the theater in probably 70, something like that, maybe 71. I know I was a younger teenager, and it affected me greatly. Yeah. Um, so I don't. One thing I'm not aware of, but I but I do believe these box office numbers that are reported are total box office numbers. Yeah. Not first all time numbers. All time box office numbers. So I'm just saying I know it was re released. You know, ten or ten or ten or twelve years later. North by North Northwest came out in 1959. The why, US, why why'd you include this one on the list, Mr. I Mack? included it for a couple of reasons. One, North by Northwest is listed as a movie similar to. In the same feel as The Apartment. Okay. I actually did a straight Google search and said, movies like The Apartment. And then kind of filtered through some of the junk that popped up. And then there was a very specific list. Okay. And North Is that because Northwest, it's black and white? Is it because it's got a man and a woman? Is man and like... a woman. There's a romance. There's a there's drama. There's, right. there's a, yeah. There's death. Oh, there's no death in The Apartment, but you know what I'm saying. And so I picked, in the same time period. All right. But notice its performance, 7.7 7 million, uh, worldwide not much more. Yeah, Psycho did about 63 million, and yeah. this one only did 50, like, for a BSI. Yeah. This one had a 15.4 million BSI. But North by Northwest is also listed as a movie that's, you know, one of those, like, movies that people should see yeah. in their lifetime. So, uh, another reason why it popped to my head. Vertigo. Uh, 1958, U.S. Wait. box office, 3.2 million. Uh, you were saying? Yeah, no, with the average ticket price of about 50 cents. Yeah. Uh, so it did a BSI of 6.4 million. So it looks like if you're just tracking back that Hitchcock himself is uh, is gaining uh, in connection. Are there any uh, Hitchcock movies currently in Pantheon? Yeah, yeah, I believe there are. Uh, uh, is it Rear Window? In Rear Pantheon? Window yeah. is in there. Yeah. That's at least one. Jimmy there may Stewart. be a second one. Yeah. So, yeah, so Rear Window's there. <laughs> and then Some Like It Hot, which I included because it's with Billy Wilder, and it just came out the year before. And in fact, uh, they finished, they were at the opening of Some Like It Hot, and Wilder was plopping scripts for the apartment in people's laps, saying, yeah. this is what we're doing next, basically. Uh, it was about the same runtime, 121 minutes. Its U.S. box office was... Comparable, $25 million. Didn't do much more worldwide. Its budget was comparable, $2.88 million. Its average ticket price was about $0.50. Cents. So, Butts and Seats Index, $50 million. Those two movies, back-to-back yeah. -back years, back-to-back -back Billy Wilder movies, had almost the identical 
uh, performance. The budget uh, numbers being so close together, he had a method. Yeah. This yeah. is what it takes to make a movie. So, uh, the in 1950, so yep. in Pantheon right now is Sunset, Sunset Boulevard, Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is another Billy Wilder film. And you'll notice in Pantheon, uh, you'll 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 notice in Pantheon that there are a couple of directors that uh, that have uh, have have things in there like Spielberg has a bunch Kub- mm-hmm. like there's a bunch of Spielberg bunch mm-hmm. of Kubrick yeah yeah while this will be an additional Could be a second Wilder yeah uh, yeah well domestic gross on Sunset Boulevard was 1.75 million okay which is nowhere near the domestic gross of 1960 but here's a, there's a huge thing that happens. In history, and I don't know if it's between fifty and sixty, but I'll bet you that it is. And it's the the number of theaters that are available, and the number of the number of locations where they can actually release a movie like this. But uh, Sunset Boulevard came out in nineteen fifty with domestic gross one point seven five million, uh, budget of yeah. So well, uh, so uh, so it made uh, so it. It had uh, a budget of one point seven. Oh, I'm sorry. Million. Domestic gross of five. It had a domestic gross of five. Yeah, domestic gross of five. Budget of one seven five. Sorry, got the numbers flipped. So with an average ticket price around forty five cents, the butts and seats index for this will be eleven point one Repeating one point one one one. So like not as like Sunset Boulevard is widely hailed as his best film. Mm. The BSI was much lower it was. than any of, than either of these. But again, ten years earlier, less theaters, not quite the boom that we used to have or that we have now. Certainly not what we have now, but certainly not what was around nineteen sixty. So Mr. Miggity Mac, yes. there is something on the table. Well, there's a bottle of McAllen yeah. edition number five. Yeah, I'm going to try some of that right here. Yeah, I have a here. teeny little bit here. That oh, wait. Seems like there's something be. else. Hold on. There's something here from... Um, is it? Would this be from Kyle? I do believe. This is what we like to call in the business... A bribe. A bribe. This is a bribe. Kyle's bribe. Uh, and in fact, he's not even playing coy about it. Yeah. Uh, the envelope in my hand says, if you say yes, the item inside belongs to my apartment and my heart. And when I look in this little envelope wait, here... Wait, he's even less coy with mine because oh, it says, if you say yes, the item in this envelope belongs to my chastity belt. <laughs> oh my! There is, there is a, a princess key. Oh. It has a little crown... A little princess. Mine is purple with a butterfly. Then mine is pink. We only get this if we say yes, I do believe. Oh, like, oh well, we'll put it back in the envelope until we've made a decision. Well, for sure. And also, there's something else here. Hold on. What is this? Oh, uh, a oh, little shiny package. Shiny package. Wait, I'll pop this open. Open that up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's... Oh. Oh. Two packs of five-star casino quality playing cards. Awesome. Poker side. Yeah, uh, yeah. McLean. Yeah, yeah. Shut up and deal, baby. Gin rummy throughout, and then the final line is shut up and deal. Shut up and deal. Shut up and deal. All right, baby. So this is the uh, uh, supports the National Children's Cancer Society. So this these playing cards help fight cancer. They help fight cancer. So that's very nice as well. You're the man. Yeah, super thoughtful. You are the man. All right. Hey, let's get to let's get 
I don't know what just happened in the studio. Something like yeah, alarm like went a off. Barking spider or something like, like that. An elephant just lifted <laughs> yeah, up that whole chair. Yeah. All right, let's get to a deep dig. In the nomination, Kyle Brown writes in his nom- nomination, and this is p- picking and choosing from his nomination. Yeah, you yeah, can read the is, whole uh, thing on is, Facebook this, if you yeah, like. The whole thing is there. Uh, but uh, Billy Wilder comfortably sits within the halls of Pantheon with Sunset Boulevard, which we talked about a few minutes ago. But I don't even think that's his best work. Not knocking it, it's Pantheon, but he has two movies in his filmography that are even more ready for their close-up. I can only nominate one of those here today, so I went with what I feel is his most relatable piece, and that's the 1960 film that won multiple Oscars, Best Screenplay, Best Director, Best Picture, the first time any movie had ever done that. And it is, as we've discussed, The Apartment. If you don't run through the gamut of laughter, swooning, sadness, and anger, then I'm not sure we saw the same movie. He liked Lemon, loved McLean. The actors of this film were robbed of Oscars. And McMurray, Fred McMurray, wasn't even nominated. Wilder let scenes go on longer than comfortable at times to help make it feel more real and to give a sense of real-time passing. I think nearly every aspect of this movie is adjacent to perfection. If the apartment doesn't make it into Pantheon... That's the way it crumbles, cookie-wise. Uh, that's, a, that's a reference. I, however, feel that it should get in. And uh, he also feels something like it hot should be in there as it too. So, that's Kyle's nomination. How do you... What do you think about Kyle's nomination and the way, he, the way he's written up sure. the movie? So, uh, the... He's laid out that this is a film that we should check, that it's got excellent acting, excellent uh, direction, editing. He likes the score, uh, and that it, that this movie is something that will touch us personally and mm-hmm. make us connect to it. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of this movie, if we're thinking about what are some of the uniquenesses and maybe the challenges sure. that come with this movie, yeah, um, it, like why is this a unique uh, uh, Pantheon nomination. I, I would say this is a unique Pantheon nomination because it explores um, it explores a film that doesn't like to be pigeonholed for what it is. Like it does. Like Fair enough. Wilder, Wilder didn't like sentimentality. So uh, if he's going to do a romantic movie, he's not going to do a fully. Uh, romance comedy in the same way that a schmaltzy uh, Nicholas Sparks film is going to be. But he's also, if he's going to do a a drama, then he's not going to do it in such a way that the, that it's, it's only dour. Uh, It's only, it's only sad. Gotcha. Uh, So this film is unique in the sense that it's kind of a slice of life film. Um, Yeah. I would say that's one of yeah. the things, and I think that, and I think that this film is unique, and one of the unique elements of the film is also a challenge of the film, because it's a slice of life film. It's a slice of life at a time period that uh, Americans, but not just Americans, but Americans specifically, have made a point of removing from our society as much as possible, in that uh, casual right. attitudes towards. Uh, extramarital sex, but this movie, by the way, was made at a time period where extramarital sense, uh, extramarital sex, was not okay. Yeah, not only not okay, but completely unacceptable. You didn't talk about it. You didn't. Uh, you certainly didn't do it. And if you did do it, you didn't. It was never out for anybody else to hear about. 
And here, the focus of the movie is a guy who loans his apartment out to other people so that they can have sex with women, other other guys specifically, so they can have sex with women they're not married to. Yeah. Uh, so, like, what do you... Th- so, um, I'll, let me speak to the challenges of this movie. Yeah. Like, so, like, if I'm thinking about what are the things that some people might find challenging in this movie as far as, like, voting it into Pantheon. Fair enough. Um, uh, one of the things with this movie that I think that people, like, some people might have trouble with is the pacing. Yeah. Is that the pacing is not consistent throughout the movie. That uh, the first, ha- the first, the, if you divided it up into three acts, the first act really kind of drags a bit. In fact, not just the pacing, but the way the movie was shot. The first act, he's the narrator of the movie, and he's talking about his lifestyle and how things happen in his life. And yep. that just goes away. And then the the coloration of the or the 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 brightness and tone of the movie shifts mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. well. So like, uh, so there is some inconsistency in terms of pacing. Along that line, the movie does drag. Now that is intentionally so, so that yes. you feel the passing of time, as was noted even in uh, uh, Kyle's nomination, mm-hmm. is that. Um, you feel the passing of time. Some people are going to say, I don't like that. Like, right. I can feel time passing, and I was bored AF, you know? Yeah, like, right, right. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. so that might be. Uh, another challenge that I see is that if you don't like the actors that are in this film, you're not you're not going to have a good time. Yes. You're going to have a bad time. Yes. Uh, like, if you, if you don't like Lemon... All you get is lemon. It's a whole the whole movie's a one big lemon party. Yeah. <laughs> Jack Jack Lemon's character and his performance is Jack Lemon. Yeah. If it, you don't like McLean, you're you get all McLean. Yeah, yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, so I, I think those are a couple of challenges. Um, I agree. I think another challenge is just um, and this was uh, not only me, uh, but but uh, but also my wife. Pardon me for a second, Mr. Mack. Oh, hold on a second. Uh, I did, did get just, my. Did you just? No, I got I got oh, my your cards. Oh. I got my cards open. You know one thing there I've always go. said about you, Triple D. You shuffle like a sexy mofo. Thank, thank you. Now, I'm, like the, uh, I apologize if I do this occasionally. There we go. Hang on, I I get I just gotta. Oh, that's nice. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. All righty then. All yeah, right. cards are appropriately yeah, you, shuffled. You deal me up while you're talking. Okay. All right, I've got you. Okay. Shut up and deal, Gary. All right, so, um, and this one is not just me, but also uh, my wife. She had moments during the movie where she was, she felt like she was being slapped in the face with a caustic... Uh, masculinity with a yeah with toxic a, masculinity yeah right, right? with a t- yeah she, yeah toxic toxic caustic toxic and she she felt like you know it was a, a wink and a nod like of course women are conquests there's a there's a very short little side comment made by Shirley MacLaine she's the elevator operator uh, one of the one of the execs walks out of the elevator and she just almost casually says and you need to watch your hands Mr. So-and-so you know, I know where you're, I know your phone number. I know your wife's phone number, whatever it was. She's some comment. And he went, ha 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 ha. Yeah. You know, I'd like to get into that pants or something along those lines. 
And that was just sort of the opening bit, right? It like set the tone. And then there was a, a whole lot more, like uh, Frederick Murray's character totally willing to fire his longtime secretary, who, by the way, used to be his side lover, um, when she kind of told on him for having extramarital affairs. And then her response was to call his wife and have lunch with her and tell the wife about the affair. Well, and you can't even let Jack Lemon, C.C. Baxter right. off the hook because no. he's loading out his key to like he is he, he's a collaborator. He's a collaborator, and uh, on top of that, the the person that you would expect to be the most uh, interventionist in terms, or the person who would intervene the most, would be the doctor, and even he. Uh, kind of did a wink and a nod. Wink and a to, nod. To... Now, here's the question. Is this something that, uh, like, is this a, a black mark on the movie? Because it was in the 60s. This is the culture. And Wilder wasn't necessarily saying this is a great culture. Nope. He was an outsider, a German, he coming into town seeing this say is it American. Was good or bad. Yeah. Just it is. He was, he was just saying this is what, like, you guys don't want to say it, but this is the life that many of you are leading. Yeah. And I'm going to make a, a parodied version of it. Fair enough. So, but the question is is that in and of itself something that you should say is a judgment we, of the movie is a judgment of the movie right so my point is and this is a challenge this is both a challenge but it's also it, it goes back to uh you know could i enjoy the movie once my mind just kind of was almost like looking for the next wink and a nod the next uh anti-feminine or 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 or, or uh toxic masculine comment or activity once that was just sort of like there's another one there's another one like a scorecard uh, like it was like a, a bruise it was like that like when you bite your tongue yeah and, then you and, and like you keep it. biting that same spot once that happened i was struggling yeah i was struggling to enjoy the movie now do i see that several of the actors performed very well yeah yes do i think do i agree with the same actor names no i yeah. think the doctor by the way total unsung hero Fred McMurray, Kyle and I agree that Fred McMurray was... I, I agree as well. I like Fred McMurray. Totally up there. Yeah. I, I actually kind of enjoyed the fact that, although I've only ever remember him in My Three Sons and playing that kind of character in other movies, older movies, here he was playing completely against type as a, as a car as a cad. How about, like, not like not completely against type. He was playing That's about... True. Like he was playing one degree off type, except right. that one degree is that he's sleeping with it with everybody at with work. Everybody, it's almost <laughs> like if you're like, no, I love my uncle Joe, and then you find out, well, you know, kind of on the side, Uncle Joe robbed banks. Yeah, he's also like, a terrorist. Yeah, <laughs> but he's he's a really fun guy, and you really want to spend time with but him. But he makes balloon animals. He may or may not have actually killed somebody. All right, so this is what makes the film, I think, unique. One thing that makes it unique as a Pantheon nomination is its time period. A, a lot of the Pantheon movies yeah. are much more recent. Not all. Obviously, Sunset Boulevard and others. Uh, 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 rear Window. Uh, but but that is that is a little bit of a uniqueness. And the challenges we talked about, maybe people's viewpoints on the material. We didn't talk about the fact that Shirley MacLaine's character gets so depressed that she can't be with the married guy, uh, uh, but that she decides to take a bottle of sleeping sure. pills and tries to kill herself. 
and they just kind of write that off as, oh, you silly girl, and they get her cleaned up and then tell her everything's cool and they don't report it. Now, I'll say uh, this, is that one weird. of the things that we haven't mentioned, mm. which when this came out, one of the reasons that if you said when this came out, mm. and we, if we were chatting in the 60s about this and said what is one of the challenges of the film, one of the challenges would have been the fact that adultery is so front and center. Right, right. So when this front. movie came out, it was not universally acclaimed because some people were like, this is smut. It makes the adultery seem normal. Yeah, the adultery is just a gag. Right. That's it. Like, the adultery is normal. Uh, Esquire critic Dwight McDonald back in the day said uh, uh, it was a paradigm of cor- corny avant-gardeism. And another person uh, took took uh, Hollis Alpert of the Sunday Review, dismissed it as a dirty, dirty, dirty fairy tale. Right. And so, you know, I mean, adultery being problematic with a lot of people in the 60s, today's people might not have such an issue with that i i with the adultery necessarily but certainly with the sexism you know we can't in this post meet not post in this me too era in this post weinstein epstein you know, a, a post uh a, a bill cosby era we can't just sort of wink and a nod and chuckle at that that part's not funny but were there funny elements in it? Sure, Jack Lemmon had some funny lines. So yeah. did Shirley MacLaine. The Doctor was funny when yeah. he said, "You should be, uh, you should be uh, uh, a mensch. Yeah, a you mensch. should be a mensch. What's a mensch? A, it's human, a human being. being. <laughs> yeah, th- this was great. Those were great yeah. lines and great parts of the movie. Um, but all right, let's talk about some uh, standout moments by category. How about acting and casting? What do you think? Okay. So uh, I, I know people throw a lot of uh, a lot of love towards Lemon and McLean because those are the two main characters. Primary characters. But like you were saying, I like for me, Fred McMurray and the Doctor were standouts. And I thought, and, and forgive me, I can't remember his name. The guy from My Favorite Martian popped to the front of the screen for me. He was the first of the. Uh, the uh, 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 smutty little uh, lovers yeah. that you met that was using his apartment. So when we put, when you and I had nominated Goodwill Hunting. Yes. Uh, which didn't make it for Pantheon. No, uh, two years from now, we'll nominate it. Yeah. We'll, <laughs> when the council's <laughs> up again, then we'll get it. Uh, so, but one of the comments that, that somebody put on the movie, that on that movie, was it had background characters, but they were... They were background. They like they had nothing special about them yeah. that really stood out. And, and in opposition to that, in this movie, every background character had something. My thought was the background characters were all the color and shading. They were all of the the elements yeah. that made it feel like not just a stage. Like for this, me, this could have been done on a small stage, yeah, like in the theater. You know, for, for me, if I had to compare it, like, and this is just me personally, sure. but if I had to compare it to like a blockbuster movie out there, Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, James Gunn has a does a good job with all the bit part actors that don't have anything more than maybe one or two lines. If every single one of them has a character, sure, every single one of them has a point of view or something to add. And in, in this movie, all the side characters had had character. Even, the, even for example, the secretary that gets fired for mouthing off uh, and then, you know, goes and does, yeah. does him bad by talking to his wife. Uh, even that character, she was almost fully developed. You could, you could get the feeling of 
her history of frustration and then her pleasure at just knocking down his house of cards. Now, we've talked around two people. Have we? Ja- Jack Lemon and Shirley MacLaine. Yeah. The uh, thoughts on that? like So, you know, this isn't going to be popular amongst some people, and I apologize to Kyle in advance. I thought Shirley MacLaine's acting was... Uh, Pedestrian. Yeah, just pretty common. I, I, I actually kind of thought she seemed like she was still developing her skills as an actress. I've seen her in other movies where she was just great. I can't think of one off the top of my head. I will. But but Wasn't she's she in been one of those, in so like, many. What was it? On Golden Pond or she's been uh, in so the Fried many Green Tomatoes movies. or one of those. Sure, Fried Green Tomatoes is a great example. I mean, we named two of our freaking children after characters from that movie. Uh, but 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 I I really liked her. I really like her a lot. But in this movie, she was almost as vapid as her character. Just she was sort there. Of, nah. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, I don't know. Jack Lemon was Jack Lemon. It would be like you. We're gonna watch a Jack Lemon movie. There it is. It's like Jack Black. It's like, gonna be a Jack Black. You're gonna watch. You know what? Adam Sandler made a movie, and guess what character he's playing? Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. Or, or Jeff Goldblum is going to be in this movie. Guess what character he's going to play? You're going to get Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. He's not a character actor. He's a character. There's yeah. a period at the end of the sentence. So, and, and I'll say, I'm never quite sure if I like Jack Lemmon or not. I don't dislike him, but I don't have fond, like, great big fond memories of him. How about that? Yeah, like... This movie didn't help. In, in this movie that I did not connect with him no, he's I, the protagonist but i did with the other character and Even i did with Fred others McMurray. but with him and i don't know what it I, I i can't put my finger exactly on it but uh i didn't connect with him personally one to five rate the actors uh oh, oh so we're, we're talking about uh if you were to scale one to five acting and casting what number would you give it as a as a whole category yep. or, or as individual act as a whole category. Uh, let's start with you. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a little coy because I haven't written. Fair uh, enough. I haven't put out my personal. Re- I'd give it a three. Yet. I'd give it a three acting and casting, and I think that's not because of the primary uh, actors as much as the as much as all this the the sides and supporting characters. Without going all in on my numbers, I'm gonna say that you're lower than I am. Fair enough. How about directing and editing? Okay, so for directing and editing, I didn't... So, uh, I'll take those separately. Did I find any of the cuts of the film jarring? Did I like how it was kind of snipped together? I liked the editing of the film. And it won an award for for that. Uh, From editors, yeah. Directing? This is a mixed bag for me. Because directing... Is really about making sure that the pacing is 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 on point, and uh, and the first act of the movie was kind of a snooze fest for me. I did find myself occasionally thinking to myself, "Oh my goodness, I'm still watching this movie." Yeah. <laughs> now later on, I I got more sucked in, but really in in the beginning, I was like, "Is this movie still going on?" Uh, and that's partly because like those drawn out drawn out shots, right? Which he, again he did on purpose. And he, Wilder allowed yeah. Lemon a lot more freedom. There was a there was an actress, uh, one of the one of the ladies uh, that was you know uh, at, at being escorted to the apartment. Um, she was asked to give a line which was something like, 
he's he's like a chihuahua and she kept saying he's kind of like a chihuahua and yeah. getting screamed at by Walter cuz she's not supposed to add kind of It's not he's like a chihuahua. Yeah. And and they told her like a hundred times and they ended up just keeping her saying it wrong. Well uh, she she says it right but she pauses. Yeah. He's like a chihuahua. Not like he's yeah. Yeah, he, right, he's not kind of, yeah, like Bozy. He's like a chihuahua. Anyway, so they end up leaving that in. But yeah, Wilder was kind of famous for saying, no, no, it's written this way, and this is the way you do it. But not with Jack Lemmon. Yeah. He would let him... Just like squeeze play. out a little stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't recall if I read this there was or if two, it was in an interview. There was two spots I saw that he they allowed him to play... Physically, one was with the nasal spray, which, yeah, was, which mil- was milk, milk, <laughs> so that and and then he squirted it like ten feet, so yeah. that uh, in there and the tennis racket and right? the tennis racket is that he was singing yes while he was straining, straining the spaghetti. spaghetti. And that was, to, yeah. The scene was take the spaghetti, strain the spaghetti with a tennis racket, put, put it onto the serving platter, move on, and he he turned it into da, a performance. Da, 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 yeah. And I think he might have been goofing around and just kept it, but anyway. So what would you? where would you put directing? Four and a half. I actually liked the directing. I liked the editing. I thought the movie yeah. went together well. I think it, you're on point. There wasn't any kind of clashing there. I think you're on point with that. How about screenplay and story? How do you feel about that? If you don't give it a number, how do you feel about it? Hmm. Uh, again, I have to be a little bit coy because I haven't put my review out. Yet. Yeah, no, no, so, you don't have to get the numbers. You yeah. Just, you so know, just where are you general. at on that? I, I actually thought that the storyline, the screenplay, were not good. I, I didn't particularly like them. No. No, I, I give them a three, and I think I'm being generous. Okay. That's and, just and me. I thought the, uh, the, the through line might have had a couple of issues in terms of uh, drawing some things out, mm. but. I really love the crispness uh, of of certain elements of the dialogue. Okay. So I feel like three would be too low. Fair that enough. I wouldn't give it a full five out for me. But would you I, give, if if I had said I give it a three and a half, you'd be like, ah, yeah. okay. So you're, you're yeah you're trying to dial in on something I'm not going to dial in on. But no, yes. I'm not asking you to give a number. Yeah. But you you said three was low. So. Yeah yeah yeah. Cinematography and locations. I liked them. I thought they were great. Not perfect, but good. I like the locations. I, I like the office building. I like the hallway with the elevator. I thought those locations were great. There was yeah. only like five locations in the movie, and one of them was the top of the stairs looking down the hall at the apartment. When you were in the apartment, you were either in the front window looking at the back of the apartment. You were opposite yeah. that in the kitchen, or you were in the bedroom. There weren't a whole lot of... I, I mean, it was literally an apartment. They just figured out how to shoot in the apartment. Yeah. But the, the So I, I, I think... That I loved most elements of the cinematography and location. Great. The only the only thing that when I was watching it that I would have liked a little more of was the sensation of that this apartment was truly in the world, and they never had us look out the window. Out the window. Or, or, we looked in the window. Yeah, but we never got a sense of where this was from the inside out. Sure. Yeah, and then but it, I did love and like the, fact, the sh- it was just brownstones yeah. both sides of the road, a block and a half or two blocks from Central yeah. Park. Yeah, but you couldn't see the park from there. Now, what I did like he, was he like the and this was the artistic side of things when they were laying out the monotony of American work 
life yeah. where you had just these giant offices which i was reading about how rows they set it up they have rows and rows of these but because the st- the studio space was not that big the way that they created the visual effect was they had full desks with humans like with adults dressed up and then behind them they had smaller desks with children yeah, in, 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 in suits wearing, wearing and behind that they had toy desks toys. with little uh, with little uh, you know dolls yeah. and stuff so it it gave a, a feeling of perspective right they had to tweak the lens i think as well yeah so and i i liked that like i, 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 I thought that gave a feeling of the droneishness Got it. of of life yeah and then you know the contrast that with when you get your own private even dumpy little uh, office or the nice right next to the boss office was a nice little contrast the score i actually uh remember i think two tunes from this movie um but i think that the score was uh just an underlying orchestral note yep uh it, it was for the score for me was forgettable, forgettable. One of, like, the main theme was used from a different movie. And then there was also, and Kyle noted this in his review, that there was this, uh, when they were doing the Christmas scene with uh, McMurray Sheldrake when he was in his home, mm-hmm. that they had this kind of horror-esque, uh, dissonant string oh, I forgot about that. Under, undertone, which was yeah. just really out of place. Yeah, I forgot about that scene. He's sitting there with his two boys at Christmas I, and they're opening presents. I know, they're, they're, they were trying to like show tension, but it was just, it, it would have fit better in Psycho or Vertigo <laughs> than it did in this one. What about special effects? Special effects or anything that was notable anything in the Anything else film? notable in the movie, yeah. I can't think of anything. I can't. That was, uh, that was, um... No, not really. I mean, um, I, except for except for like how they shot that wide. Yeah, that, that you, you, you talked about the, the one with the office. That, and but, I suppose, but I, I would, I mean, I would hardly almost put that in, in, in special effects as much as just cinematography and and um, and uh, and uh, location. You wouldn't but, expect uh, much of this in a film that was trying to be a slice of life, anyway. And in fact, uh, I almost wondered if they could have done the exact same thing with you know four rows of desks in front of a nice big painted backdrop and it would have looked almost exactly the yeah, same so yeah yeah but so, anyway nothing so so this yeah. certainly uh this this film has gotten a bunch of acclaim like accolades and acclaim over the years that it did win best picture it, like it got nominated for 10 oscars it won five of them best picture best director writing film editing art and set directions remember this movie came out the same year as psycho yeah so it, it did very well. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it did very well. Uh, like, there's one thing that we haven't chatted about, and I did see this, and somebody else put a review when they were when they're doing their reviews on this. Like, they they have these categories, and then they have another category called X Factor. Okay. And that's just the. Did you like it? Did you like like it? like. I don't know what that is. It's the black box. It's the it's the thing of like, yeah, we can paint by numbers, but at the end of the day, is this a film that we want to watch? Right. Again. Yeah. Do you like it? Like if someone said, "Hey, let's sit down and watch The Apartment one more time together." Yeah. Is your initial response like, "Ooh," or okay. is it, <sighs> or is it how much liquor? 
Yeah, you're like, can I have? I know you like this movie, so let's uh, let's get let's the drinks. It. Yeah. So, and I'm not saying that's true at the apartment. I'm saying, is that your reaction? And you know, I think that X factor is important. Yeah, like yeah. So like, I just think that that was an interesting thing to add to the mix. Is gotcha the X factor, which is, yeah, we talked about all this stuff, but at the end of the day, there's that whole other thing of the. Did you like it? Did you like the movie? Absolutely. You, so let's just talk about the Oscars. You mentioned them. Uh, it won in five categories. Best Picture, Director, Writing, Screenplay, Film Editing, Art, and Set Direction. It was actually nominated for ten different Oscars. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, it, you know, winning five Oscars is a big deal. Especially three of them, which yeah. very rarely are ever those three are ever done. Wilder basically is three of the five. Himself, yeah, and he was the first three timer, like who got three mm-hmm. personal Oscars. Now, this film, I'll just say, did not win as many Oscars as Cabaret, right? Uh, let's see, Cabaret that was the Sound of Music, yeah, Slutty, Slutty Cousin, Cousin. the 1972 right. film that Remember, did not make that Pantheon, did not make Pantheon so, for like, so many reasons. Just because it has awards doesn't mean it's automatically no. gets a gets a pass. Um, so Billy Wilder, uh, in writing this movie and this this award winning Oscar winning movie, actually come up with the idea after watching a movie called Brief Encounter, nineteen forty five movie about two people. Who, or the book, the book Brief uh, Encounter. Right? I'm sorry, brief. Well, there is a movie as well, uh, but yeah, the book specifically, where about two people who meet like at a train station, and then they basically go find a friend's apartment to hook up in. Yeah. Uh, and he thought, hey, what if? There was just a person. Yeah. And you could just use their apartment. Yeah. Like, and everybody knew it. What if a movie didn't follow the couple that was having an affair? No. But what apartment. if we focus on the guy who owns the apartment that is letting these people come in and do the nasty? I it? gotta tell you, Jack Lemon is Jack Lemon and he'll always be great and I, I like him, but I, I like him. But if the movie was about the apartment and not Jack Lemon. I almost think it might have been more interesting. As if the apartment was a character in the movie. And the people coming to the apartment were experiencing the things oh, in the apartment. Oh, sure, sure. As opposed to, it's this guy. And he's using the fact that he's loaning his bachelor pad, which is just conveniently located a few blocks away from work, as a place for people to do, to hook up. He's using that as a way to get promoted. And he went from schlub punching the adding machine to executive VP because he loaned people his apartment, right? If the movie was about the apartment and not the schlub who used it to get ahead, I think that'd be more important, more, more, uh, not more important, be more interesting. So this was the last black and white film to win Best Picture at the Academy Awards right. until in 2011, The Artist, mm-hmm. an art house film, yeah. uh, came out. 19, well, Schindler's List, 93. Yeah, not fully black and white, no, right. because you had the uh, the girl in the red dress that was in there. But, Fair enough. Uh, but movies shifted over to color after 1960. Right. Um, so in the film that Shirley MacLaine... Uh, what's her name? Kublik. Mm. Her brother, uh, who I didn't really care for his the acting because driver. he was he was stereo he was pretty much stereotypical. 
he had one thing, one note. He came in, he was angry. He was like, he was angry. Hey, he who's uh, been sleeping with my sister? Yeah, you go home, we're worried about you because she'd been living with her yeah. sister and brother-in-law. So the brother-in-law taxi driver comes over. Yeah. And, and he's going to pop uh, Jack Lemon in the face. Yeah. And uh, he had worked out a dance with Jack about like, it's like a dance, go, go right to left. One, two, one, two. And Jack didn't go right to left. He went right to right. And, and he got popped. And then he actually got popped. They kept that uh, in the film. Yeah. But then uh, to get the shot of Shirley, Shirley MacLaine, who looks physically actually scared, that takes two two-by-fours and smacked Whack! them together. And scared right, the crap and out of her, And scared the right? crap out of her, yeah. Yeah, so that's how they got that shot. They said that, uh, you know, the scene at the party, uh, when when Baxter goes home and finds uh, Shirley MacLaine's character has over to OD'd yeah. at the party where he's at, he had drank 13 martinis at that party. 13. Oh, because you can count the olives. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so, like... Yeah. He, he probably would have been dead uh, at that point. Um, no, there was another, there was a, when they were filming that, he, like, when he was waiting to get into his apartment, mm. he had to wait outside and sit on this park bench in, like, Central Park, and it was 14 below, mm. I think, that night, and it was, it, like, and, uh, or 14 degrees, and it was kind of, like, wet, raining, snowing, right. and he was he icing was up literally freezing like on there so the crew this is the lore of the movie sprayed him down with antifreeze so that he wouldn't freeze onto the bench what, what during that possibly scene possibly go wrong yeah yeah so then yeah. uh as i as i mentioned uh Sheldon McLean's character attempts to overdose and kill yeah. herself yeah and and but there's a doctor who lives kind of next door the right next, next right next door neighbor and and the baxter goes and gets to the doctor and brings him in the doctor recognizes what's going on and he's uh, he's he's giving her an injection, smelling and, salts, and smelling salts, and he smacks her. Oh, and that scene it turns like, out I'm like, the smacks oh my goodness, were real. Yeah, and uh, then smelling salts again, and then smack, smack, and it's forehand and backhand. Yeah, and apparently, uh, after the scene was done, like they filmed this, they showed showed a group of people. The doctors who were watching the scene said, "Oh, he should have hit her." A lot harder oh, yeah. than that. Yeah, no, no. If somebody do, does that and you want to keep them awake, you, you really got to smack them. You really got to smack them. But they refused to shoot it again yeah. because uh, she was clearly distressed. Bright red cheeks and clearly uh, injured from being slept so many times. So I'm going to say this. So uh, so Kyle nominated this film. I'm going to guess he's voting yes. Yeah, well, what I was going to say is that uh, like to do a little... I'll I'll be honest that uh, uh, I've got movie gaps okay. in my movie knowledge history and older movies. I don't have to, I don't have all these older movies in in my uh, in my knowledge. Area. I have seen a lot of older movies, but I had not seen this one all the way through. Before. And and I was not uh, I was not aware of uh, the the depth and breadth of Billy Wilder movies that were out there, or the you know yeah. the impact that he had on cinema. Right. So, in addition to watching this, that I went back and I had never seen Sunset Boulevard. Oh. I'd seen bits and pieces of Some Like It Hot. Okay. So, I watched that all the way through. Watched I watched it. Stalag 17 all right. as well. Sure. Uh, just to get a sense of like, and he, he is, he, as a director, he just, 
done stuff all over the map. So think about it. Current directors, J.J. Abrams, uh, uh, producers, you know, pick pick one like that or like like another yeah. one. And what you'll find if you look at their sort of catalog of movies is it's like, yeah, that's an Abrams flick. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's his thing. There's like a, a, a car accidents and, 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 and chase scenes and, yeah. right? Yeah, but Wilder films. Yeah, Wilder's like, okay, what are you going to do? I'm going to do this dark film noir look on Hollywood. Ooh, that sounds cool. What else so he does do? that one. A World War II movie. Yeah, I'm going to do a World War II uh, escape movie. movie. Oh, Two yeah. guys in drag on a train. That's a great idea. That's your next movie? Okay, so you 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 do comedies. What's your next movie? Well, I got this thing where a guy has an apartment and a, you know, and a gal that he likes commits suicide in there. Or tries to, and then they maybe fall in love. That's your next movie? Yeah, well, he's torn because he loans his apartment out for other people so they can hook up with, you know, women that aren't their wives. Wait, what? What, what I will say is that when I went back through it, that, uh, and, 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 and I'll watch, uh, I'll watch more. I'll, I'll watch Double Indemnity. I haven't found that one where, uh, but Amazon Prime has a lot of his movies. There was a lot of them that I liked. Sunset Boulevard blew me out of the freaking water. It was bonkers. It was crazy. The movie is, it is every bit as good as, as anybody has ever said it is. It's just a nutty, weird, creepy movie. You use that word. Creepy, creepy, and I when I watched the last scene and everything happened, I was sitting alone in my family room and clapped. <laughs> like that's how good it was. I got to the end and he was like, "I'm ready for my close up," and I was like, "Oh my goodness, this is so good." I watched some like it hot. I laughed out loud by myself at the final line of like, "Nobody's perfect," you know. You have a penis, but ah, yeah, nobody's right. perfect. Yeah, uh, I'll go with it. Um, so I watched a number of them. The so now you got the apartment amongst the rest. Yeah, uh, it, it's. I'll say this right off the bat: it's not Sunset Boulevard. Nope, and it's not Some Like It Hot. And it's not Some Like It Hot. It's it's maybe better than Stalag Seventeen. I think Stalag Seventeen rug for me. Slow. Yeah, that's like, for me. Like, and it's a little, like, it's a little hackish at times. Know. They, uh, but this, for me, this is not one of Wilder's best films that I, don't think I so. have seen of the catalog that I've seen. Does that mean it is or isn't Pantheon? I think that's that's that no. is that it is or isn't one of his best movies is not the judgment of whether it's Pantheon no. or not. However, but that said, you got an X factor in there. Uh, I did like both Sunset. And some like it hot better. There you go. Uh, I'll say that. All right. All right. Council votes. What do we think is going to happen? Well, we think Kyle's going to say yes. Uh, I'm going to guess that Brad is going to say no. Are you? I'm going to guess that. And I I, I get that from two perspectives. Uh, One, I don't think this is Brad's cup of tea just in movie styles in general. You know, in in knowing what I do know about Brad uh, and what kind of movies he does like, this isn't in the category. And I think the slowness probably is going to, like, chap his behind a little bit. You think so? Yeah. He's got a little attention issues. I think so. You think he might get distracted if he has the Xbox on at the same time. Now, let me just throw this out there. This is a Kyle nomination. The Mm -hmm. last time around that we were talking about this. We were so wrong. Life Aquatic, and we were like, nobody's going to like this movie. The council's going to say no. And then the council universally was like, 
this is the best. Yeah, the the council was like, "This is the best movie we've ever seen in our entire lives." We think this movie outshines all the Star Wars movies and yeah. everything from any other. You category. name a movie, it's not better than Life Aquatic. There's no better Bill Murray movie than this movie. And both of us were like, "I don't know, it's uh, kind of slow and and, and and boring." Were you guys watching? You know what I think? We must have watched yeah. Life Aquatic too. I think that's what, it, what I think. I think we whatever, watched the sequel. I think whatever we say, that maybe Kyle has his finger on the pulse, and that the Kyle, the the, the council will universally say that this is amazing. I'm wondering if Kyle's wearing the glove and she's just threatening to snap his fingers, and everybody's just saying yes. So I I I, uh, I don't know everyone else on the council well enough to say yes or no. However, I think there's at least three no's. I believe there's three no's. I think, like, I think that it, it I, well, let, let's say the Facebook poll right now, just to highlight that. By the way, if we were talking about the Facebook poll, I think, haven't watched it, should count somehow. Uh, I haven't seen it, 29. Uh, need to rewatch, 5. Only two people have said yes, and only two people have said no. Again. So if one person says yes... Then this uh, the Facebook poll is a yes, and five people have voted yes or no. That's it. But Fa- like Facebook everybody, folks. everybody is like, I haven't seen this. Now you can watch this on Amazon Prime, uh, no problem. You can watch it some other places yeah, too. There's a free stream. So it's there's out two there. YouTube streams. That I'd have say it full definitely full. you need to watch this. Yeah, but watch right the movie. now, like this might be one of these movies that falls into a pantheon. Like the Facebook poll is like, nah, we're not going to do this one. That's my concern, is how's the Facebook poll a yes when the vast majority, not just the plurality, the majority of people are saying, didn't watch it, well, I should watch it. And that's it. And that's all. So, yeah, that, I don't want to change the rules. Don't get me wrong. It's just kind of like, really? But right now, yeah, it's basically uh, only four or five people have said yay or nay. So, yeah. there's that. But I still think there's going to be uh, a minimum of three no's. So I think that this, uh, without without hedging bets too much, that I think that this is a fence sitter of a vote. Yeah. I think that in the seven eight in the, in the six seven eight range. Yeah. That that I think that it's not going to be a universal no. It's not going to be a universal yes. And as you said, we've been way wrong. We've before. been way wrong before. But I'm going to say, like you said last time, you thought five six seven. It was actually eight. Yeah. I was closer to that one. Yeah. Uh, but I think five, six, seven. All right. Okay. Let's let's uh, let's do. It. How about any final comments you have before we wrap it up? Uh, so I, I guess one of my questions is that if we say no on this film, do we have to give our keys back to Kyle, or yeah, do I we tell just you keep something. them? I don't think. I think as long as Kyle doesn't know that we're. And I haven't said no yet, but neither of you. But uh, if we were to say no, I don't think Kyle needs to know that. Does he? Kyle, are you even listening? Oh, I hope he is. Anyway, if I say no, I'll be happy to give back the I'm princess. I'm his freaking key. guest voter. If I say no, he's going to know. You think so? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he will. But you haven't said yes or no either way. I don't know. I'm playing coy right now because I haven't... I haven't 
turned in my uh, my 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 written review, so I'm I'm withholding my personal vote. If you had to vote yes or no, what would you say? Well, I did some math earlier on all the categories, and if I was just going to look at this from an objective mathematical perspective, I did I rated each category out of five and did an average and came up with three and three quarters. Yeah, it's and it, a four and a half out of five is sort of the guideline. You for need a four point yes. five or for better. A yes, I mean that, that's the guideline that and I've been even given. If you, even if you even if you threw in an X factor, an into X this, factor that I'm still going to just divide by a bigger number. Yeah, even if the X factor was five, I'm and not your X five. factor is not going to be high. I don't feel I, like I, from your conversation, I, I, I'd probably be about three and three quarters. Yeah. So, so I'm just saying that I, I think I think my vote's going to be no. However. I respect that some people are going to watch this movie and be blown away by it. So I can't disagree with what Kyle says are the elements of the movie that that really makes it sing to him. Because I'm not Kyle. Yeah, and it, let me throw this out there as well. Is that one of the things, and we haven't chatted about this, and, and I'm sorry for bringing this up at the 11th hour. At the 11th hour. Uh, is that, Here he is. Is that... This movie also is a commentary on nice guys in the world and nice guys not finishing last. And I think that uh, is actually in some of the write-ups where they talk about that. And uh... yeah, and so so I think one of the X factor elements of this film might also be with how closely one identifies with the nice guy archetype that you know the nice guy archetype is the 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 truly nice individual who's trying to do their best in the world but has been beaten down time and again by all the schmucks out there who don't care mm -hmm. about uh being a being chivalrous who don't care uh, about being nice who don't care about being kind mm -hmm. but they take the they, they take what they take uh, and the nice guys tend to fall by the wayside yep. and if you're an individual who watches this film and feels like hey i'm a nice guy and the world is full of jerks it'd be nice to see a a, a moment where the nice guy actually wins. wins yeah and we didn't say this but in the end a uh, lemon's character ends up with Shirley MacLaine. Well, he Not ends Mary. up potentially with Shirley yeah, MacLaine. He ends up with a because chance. because the the closing line is uh, where he says, "You know, I am mad. I, I'm mad. Uh, I madly adore you, or something yes. like that." And she, instead of saying "I love you back," yeah. says, "Shut, Shut up and deal." deal. Right, because they're playing gin rummy. Because they're gonna play cards. So it, yeah. she's not saying she's not saying no. She's not saying yes. But she is saying, I'll give this a shot. So it's yeah. hopeful for the nice guy. And I think that if people feel that, yeah. like, and feel that's where they're at in life, uh, then this they, movie would really That them. this movie is really kind of a hopeful yeah. hopeful thing for them. I can and see that. And they connect on that level of X Factor. As I said, that I, I can't argue with how this movie may connect with someone else. Kyle expresses very well how this movie connects with him. Uh, one of the other reviews I read expressed that it didn't necessarily connect with yeah, them. So, yeah. but, uh, but I get that. All right. Well, as always, I hope everyone has enjoyed tonight's conversation. 
Where can uh, Video Land find you, Dr. Diamond Doug? Oh, you can find me on the Facebook page, uh, uh, joking around on the Adventures in Video Land yeah, site. Putting up photos and deep fakes. Yeah. It, That's it, you. Putting up recommendations to watch cheer on netflix cheer <laughs> about a junior college college cheerleading squad <laughs> my nephew is an extra in that show by the way oh fantastic yeah down in texas you can find uh you can find me also on facebook in adventures of video land or uh i teach we both teach actually at uh, university here Purdue university uh so if you're a student uh, Purdue, you might find us walking around campus. You can find Adventures in Video Land on Instagram, adventuresinvideoland.com, of course, Facebook as well. But the conversation, as always, begins and ends on Facebook. You have been listening to criticism in its finest hour. Until next time, Video Landers, shut up and deal. Now, so <laughs> we're not anti-sentimentalists like Wilder was. Yeah. So, so we'll go ahead and end the movie in a way that he wouldn't, and we'll say, we, we love you. you.